Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 49, A Day in the Life of an Anxiety Coach with Nicola Bird. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Changeable. My guest in this episode is Nicola Bird. Nicola helps people with anxiety. She's just written a new book called A Little Peace of Mind, and she coaches people through anxiety. And she's been through a lot of it herself, as have I. So because we both um, do really similar work with really similar people, with really similar issues, I thought it'd be kind of fun to have a different kind of conversation with Nicola. Rather than um, a conversation where we're kind of sharing something in particular, or for me, when I record these episodes, I'm I'm thinking of the person who just needs to hear it. You know, I'm thinking of the person who's caught up in their own experience. It looks real. They're looking for a way out. They're looking for some new direction, something about this new paradigm that might help them where nothing else has. There's a way where, you know, we're typically speaking to the everyday listener, which makes good sense. (laughs) You probably should speak to the everyday listener. But thinking about this conversation with Nicola, she and I do this all day, every day. We speak to people who are struggling with anxiety and we try to help them see their anxiety anxiety differently um, and point them in a new direction. And because we do this all day, every day, and we both do it pretty publicly, we're kind of out there a lot with a ton of content, I didn't want to just give you the same old stuff. So I had this idea uh, over the weekend before we recorded this, where I thought, what if we just have a conversation between the two of us about what it's like to do this funny work we do, you know, what it's like to point people toward the invisible, point people toward their health when it's the absolute last thing they're seeing, what um, what we come up against, you know, because I've seen myself that there are, there are all kinds of yeah buts that are so understandable. They get in people's way sometimes of being able to see what we're pointing them toward. And as much as those yeah buts look really Uh, personal and unique and individual to the person who's thinking them, they're really consistent. They're really predictable. So if someone gives me a, yeah, but, you know, you don't know how this feels. Yeah, but this is different for these reasons. I've heard it a million times, you know, and and I get it. I get how real and unique and solid it looks. So that's so much of what we're doing is we're helping people see what what appears to be a genuine obstacle in their path as nothing but a thought that looks real. And I knew that Nicola had similar experiences because, you know, we we do the same thing and point in the same direction. So I thought it would be fun for us to have a conversation um, as practitioners to each other, not not thinking about, you know, what the person who's struggling with anxiety is going to hear in this conversation, but really, truly just us kind of talking shop a little bit. And what I was really excited about in that is that I think those of you who are listening to this, who maybe are going through some anxiety or some other issue that looks really real, I think you're going to hear a lot. I think it's really different 
to hear two people just discussing things at a at a different level where we aren't going to say, oh, here's what's really happening or here's how it goes or, you know, it's it's not aimed at you at all. So in a sense, you get to kind of just relax and be a fly on the wall and possibly, hopefully hear something in a deeper way or in a brand new way than you've ever heard it before. So with that, here is the episode with Nicola. Hey, Nicola, thanks so much for being on the podcast. My pleasure. Yeah, I'm excited to have this conversation um, about kind of what it's like to do what we do. Yeah, it's a great topic. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I thought it would be fun to just... um, you and I talk, and of course people are listening, but we're going to pretend like they aren't. (laughs) And we're going to just kind of talk shop a little bit, you know, about from our perspective, what it's like to coach people with anxiety and kind of help them see through this thing that looks and feels terrifying. But of course we know it's safe and we know it isn't as it appears. And um, it's interesting work we do. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I'm curious, I guess, just to kick it off, like, that's sort of how it looks to me, right? It's like we, um, we're talking with people, and, and, and we know what this is like, not just because we've had anxiety, but because we're human, right? But we're yeah. talking with people who are so understandably caught up in whatever it is is going on in their minds and their bodies, and, you know, it's terrifying sometimes. Yeah. And, and we're, we're um, this is how I'd say it, and I'm curious to see how you'd say it, but like, we're just kind of trying to find that in to sort of like, let them see through the illusion. Like, yes, yeah. it looks and feels like that, but what if it's this? Yeah. Is that kind of how you'd say it? Or what would you add to that? Um, gosh, that's such a good question. Like, like, what are we actually <laughs> trying to do? Yeah. But it's. I guess for me, I just see my job as almost like the first step for me is so that people see that I understand. Like they, a lot of people come and work with me because they say, I finally, I heard your story and, and, and it was like you were inside my head and finally I feel like someone understands the, the suffering and the fact that I can't just get over it and I can't I can't go in the car like people say go in the car just get just ignore it and get in the car and I can't go in the car and you know what that feels like and so I want to hear like how's that why has that changed for you and I think that and then I just get to share whatever it is that I've seen that's been helpful for me yeah. And then I see that people hear whatever it is that they hear for them. And so I guess what I'm interested in is through my own experience and through my own understanding of what it is that I've seen, like the principles that you teach, the, the understanding that you point to, I point to, that there's something about sharing our own stories and something about sharing what what the making meaning of those stories through the understanding and being able to explain why those insights made such a difference there's something about the mechanism of sharing that that wakes up their own insights in them and they start to see something that's truer for them as well so it's what you said but in different words yeah. showing them the illusion right but then but not saying that's an illusion don't you know that's an illusion right and so it's somehow as they're listening something 
that they didn't know before wakes up in them and they, they, they suddenly they know something different that they didn't before. Yeah. Or no, more accurately, something drops away that they thought they knew, disappears and kind of dissolves and melts away and they're left with a new understanding that changes everything. I think it's, um, it's, it's so awesome about what we do and it's so unique compared to most of the world because it, like you said, the story, the validation, the I've been there, the me too. Mm-hmm. I always say me too, apparently, because people tell me that all the time. They're like, well, when you kept saying me too, that was really yeah. helpful. Like, okay, I guess that works. But um, like all of that is beautiful because it relaxes people, right? It's yeah. like, oh, I'm not crazy. I'm not abnormal. You know, this is okay. This does move. But like, so it like kind of seems like it relaxes people. Like you said, there's the story piece, but I feel like, um, you know, again, like we, we have something that's so much bigger than that too, that like a lot you just don't get. I didn't get when I was going through anxiety and going to therapy yeah. and stuff, you know, and that's the, the bulk of what you just said is it's like, what? we have the story, we hear, we share our story, we listen to their story. And then we have something so deeper to kind yeah. of start pointing toward. Yeah. And I just, I like, the thing that we're pointing to is without that, none of our work would be impactful. Yeah. But, it, but I like the story to me is so important because so many people, they must say to you as well, like I've sat opposite therapists for years and years and years, but none of them knew what I was going through. Yeah. And that, that's huge. And I think what that does, you said it relaxes people. I think it opens people up to being curious and listening for the, for the first time instead of just they might be listening for like, so how did she do that? So what did she do? So what did, so what did they say? So what did she read? So what do I need to do? Yeah. Because we're used to listening to that from therapists, but there's something about, there's something about the sharing of the story that gets people more gently curious, if you like, in yeah. a way, in a way that means they're more able to hear, more able to listen. Yeah. So it's, it feels really intangible, but you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, and then we aren't, like their mind and ours was too, I'm sure. Their mind is like, well, what do I do? What'd she do? Yeah. What's the, you know, but, but the fact that we don't feed that, and again, that's not a strategy. It just, we just know that's not the thing to feed. So yeah. we're not giving them stuff right away because that's what I got in therapy. Even if I had a, there, I don't know that I ever did, but even if I had a therapist who had been through anxiety, it yeah. was followed up with, okay, here's what you do, you know? And yeah. so it's like that busy mind has something to grab onto and it doesn't really get to slow down. But yeah. I feel like our conversations are probably really different than that, right? And that like their mind's saying that, but eventually, doesn't it seem like you you see people like they just come down because eventually I think they're probably like, okay, well, she's not giving me a strategy. <laughs> like she's yeah. not taking the bait. So I'm either going to bail or I'm going to be quiet and listen and, and continue to be curious. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like I get people who come into my program and the programs are specifically designed with gaps in them, like with space in between them. With, with the, like different online modules or with different calls or whatever. And, and I do get people who are, like I see, and it, it, not everybody goes through that, but you probably have this as well in your work. It's like there's, there's, a, there's a kind of a typical pattern that people will go through. So say, say they're doing like something for 12 weeks with me. Then they'll come in and they'll be really like, so how do I, how do I, how do I, how do I? And like, what do you mean there's only one module a week? What am I supposed to do on Tuesday and Wednesday and mm-hmm. Thursday when I'm having a panic attack? What happens when I'm having a panic attack? And there's that, that real 
yeah, give me more. Give, like, I need to feed this anxiety monster. And they have no idea that the questions themselves are the product of an anxious mind. Like, mm-hmm. they haven't seen that amount yet. That They haven't seen that to that degree. So, so they have no choice but to try and feed the anxiety monster. And then, and then, like you say, yeah, people start, to, they, either they, they give up because you're not feeding them. And in the giving up, there's a huge space that opens up so they can hear. Or they start to hear, they just, for whatever reason, they start to hear that this isn't, oh, it's not a race. Oh, I've got 12 weeks. Oh, I don't have to fix it by tomorrow, even though my thinking tells me I have to fix it by tomorrow. And, and in that slowing down, you're right, there's a space that opens up so that, so that, so that people can hear. And in fact, when you're talking about the, the, the not feeding it, um, one of the things that, that we do in our Facebook group is we have, um, we have rules in our Facebook group. And, but one of the rules is um, you're not allowed to freak out in our group. So where people in normally in anxiety groups, in typical therapy, they will be able to, they'll have a Facebook group where they can go in and say, I'm feeling really dreadful today. Um, I haven't slept all night. I've tried these three different herbal remedies. What do you think of this book, right? And then everyone else will jump in and go, yeah, me too. I didn't sleep last night either. No, me either. Sleep now. If I didn't sleep, it's dreadful, isn't it? And don't worry, it's fine. You will sleep at some point, but I know what you mean. It's awful. And, and then what, what you tend to get is a whole load of people who think that that's a really serious issue, trying with the best of intention to comfort and reassure each other. And all it does is, 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 is find people who are anxious about a particular thing, like taking advice from people who are anxious about a particular thing, who are all yeah. seeing it in the same way and totally thingifying the thing and turning it into a big thing. Yeah. Um, and, and people discussing their mental illness, because that's what they're used to doing with other therapists, right? And in other groups and in other approaches than the one you and I use. And so we have a, a, a rule that you're like, we, we cut off, we, we close down posts like that. We're really clear about the rules beforehand, but we close down posts like that. And we have a freak out Friday post. So on Friday, there's one post and everybody can freak out on that post and then we like post a prescription podcast right at the end of the day that for everybody to go listen to but one of the thing one of the reasons i do that and this feeds into what you were saying about people being so desperate for help at the at the beginning of bumping into this conversation is because we want people to see that if you have something you're absolutely panicking about on monday by all means post it on friday if you can keep hold of it for that long yeah. And they're like, right, okay, I will, I will. Yeah. And then we get to Friday and they're like, damn it, I knew there was something I wanted to post and it's gone. And we're like, oh, cool. You can see that thought passes, right? You, you just got to see the transient temporary nature of thought for yourself in that experience of really wanting to post on Monday and not being able to do it on Friday. And so I think as coaches, there's ways we can build and design our programs or the ways that that our programs come into being that themselves teach and point to the principles are a demonstration of them or a way to people to, to, to realize that things that look urgent and that I need more help with right now in this moment, that that experience is one that's, that's an anxious experience. It's being created by anxiety that, that if they have to wait four days before they can freak out, that, that it seems to come and go. 
Yeah. You know, that, um, that's what I think is so cool about some of the, the work that we do is the, the way that we work points to the principles every bit as much as the actual calls and videos and the conversations that we have, you know? Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't make sense to, um, to jump to someone's rescue right away, you know? And it's so, it's so against what we've been taught. I know like when I, um, I mentor new coaches, that's a thing. And and I remember the same, I'd be checking my email all the time and you want to be there for your client, which is great. But, but think about it, like even just with our children, your kid falls or has a bad mood, like the last thing you do is swoop in and save them from that. I mean, you might want to, and maybe sometimes you do, but but it's exact same. So I love that. It's just like, yeah. oh, like the whole, the whole slower kind of, you're okay. Like you have resilience. I don't need to yeah. save you and fix this freak out. You're right. Yeah, and I, oh, nice. I'll, I'll often be on, on, on calls with clients and say, look, there's nothing that you can say. There's nothing you can say. There's no way you can act in the group. There's nothing you can ask me on this Q&A call that will convince me that there's that you're broken like it's just not possible I can't see it in that way and and almost like a kid pushing the boundaries it's like I can see my clients like no really there's seriously something I need to speak to you I need this and and for and for us to to really know that in our bones is is the thing that can make us helpful right it's like to know that I know you're really scared right now. And I have a compassion for that because me too, I've been there, right? Yeah. So it's not that I'm being a heartless bitch, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's that I, that I totally have compassion for the experience you're going through right now in this moment. And I know it feels dreadful. I know it does. But there's also a seeing of something that's far more useful to you. A deeper seeing of something. and and. And me not reacting and jumping in and trying to save you and fix you and treat you like there's something actually seriously going wrong right now in this moment. Like none of that's of service to you, A, because it doesn't look like that to me. So I would be pretending. And, and B, like that's sitting with somebody who knows that about you or in the presence or even if it's just in a group of someone that knows that you're fine, even when it feels like you're not. Yeah. That, that in itself is helpful. Super helpful. Yeah. 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 So what do you, what do you think are some of the big, like, I know we, um, it's a funny thing because, you know, sometimes people just hear things really deeply and sometimes they don't. And there's all kinds of stuff in the way when they don't, and it doesn't mean anything, right? It's just thought in the way that looks real. But, um, but it is, it is interesting. I don't know. I'm just curious, like how, (laughs) what you think about this. Because I, because I'm like, you know, what is it we do? Like we point, it really, really helps when it helps, and it and it really does help almost everyone eventually. Like, I, you know, there's not a lot of there's people that yeah. just say this isn't for me. I can't handle it right now. Yeah. We don't hear from them again. I'm sure, but for the most part, I'm sure you see the same. Like when people just kind of stay in this. It totally helps. Now, it doesn't help in the way that maybe they think that they want it to. So they come in, they're saying, oh, my daughter's getting married in three months and I want to not be anxious, you know, before the wedding. Like, I'm the, I don't know about that, but yeah. <laughs> stick around and I promise your life's going to be different, you know? So yeah. it is such a weird thing in a way. Um, 
that we've probably become used to. But if you think about it, like we can't really tell people what the heck we do or how it's no. going to work or when it's going to work. Like we can't really right. promise anything. But at the same time, we can we kind of can promise something huge. Like we've seen in the big picture of what happens and we have no clue between here and there what that's going to look like. No, so and so I, guess, I guess what I, and this is just in my thinking at the moment, but the way I see my job in a way is that my job, say someone's in a month-long program or they're in a, the 12-week program, someone comes and does one of my programs, right? My job, what, what I'm up to is all I care about is that they turn and look. Yeah. That's all. It's like yeah. that they turn and they're, that they're looking in the right direction. And, and aside from that, I got nothing on what happens, right? I don't yeah. mind how fast it happens. I don't mind how slow it happens. I don't mind the barriers that get in the way. I don't mind that, they, that they're, they're, they're looking in the right direction, but they've seen just one little tiny thing or they've seen nothing. But if I can help somebody who's running really fast in the wrong direction, just tap them on the shoulder and go, look, this way. Mm-hmm. Then that I'm happy with that because I know that when people are looking in this direction, like you say, it's inevitable. They can't not see because it's true. Yeah. And so if they just keep looking, eventually guaranteed they'll see something. Yeah. And, and the, the, the biggest way we tangle ourselves up that I see is thinking that there's a, that there's a, there is a time scale that there, I should see this in this much time, like yeah. that this change should have happened by then, or they're getting my, they're getting their insights. Where's mine? Like I, I'm not seeing anything yet. I've been in this program for two whole weeks and I am still not going out of the house. Right. And, and seeing that, seeing, and me too, and I don't know about you, but when I bumped into this, I, I was falling behind on my own schedule of when I should be getting insights right and and that's one of the biggest things for people to see and come to terms with I think is that it's funny in my groups that the people classify themselves right as tortoises so like I haven't been teaching in the field of anxiety really for that long relative to other work that I've done so a little peace of mind only started in 2017 but because I've now been doing it for a couple of years as we record this, what I'm starting to see, which is so beautiful, is people who are like, I've been listening to what you've to your podcast, I've been listening to what you've been saying, I've been in the programs for 18 months now, and suddenly I see, and suddenly, do you know what? I'm feeling my thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, and I'm kind of, part of me is like, yeah, I did say that on the first video of the first week of the first day. Yeah. But they're like, no, but it's true. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And it surprises me how many people come back and say, I've been in this for a year and oh my goodness, the beautiful things that I've just started to see and please stick with this. And they always come and encourage people in my, in my groups to just stick around. Like if you, if you get a sense there's something here, that to me is an indication you're looking in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, it, it, that's just how it goes, right? Like we yeah. talk about it as a spiral in the school all the time where it's like you come around, you see something, you get back to the dark side where you don't see it. You come back around and you're like, oh, it is all thought. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I am. This does change. That's right. 
I'm in it, I'm in it, I'm in it. Oh, wait a minute. But every time you go around, you're seeing it more and more deeply. Oh, and that is such a good description of it. I'd forgotten you talk about it that way. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's um, it's so nice to know that that is how it goes, right? Yeah. Because yeah, no kidding. Every single time you're, oh, you're caught too. up in the beginning, <laughs> right? Especially in the beginning. Oh, like, I lost it, I lost it, I lost it. Like, no, you didn't lose it. You're just at the back of the spiral. You're coming back around. Yeah, that's <laughs> so funny you talk it. about that because I do, I see that a lot where people, they like quite often people will bump into this, bump into this. And in the first, you know, the first sort of early stage of the conversation, they're like, oh my goodness, I suddenly feel peace of mind for the first time ever. And yeah. this is so different and this is wonderful. And now I'm hooked. Now, mm-hmm. now I want to stay here, please. Yeah. And then, and then I get, we'll get people come on calls and saying, I was doing great for ages and now it's back and it's all broken yeah. and I've broken the principles. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, that and, I think yeah, is so that. huge, isn't it? I mean, that, oh, yeah, that's one of the, one of the biggest, like when you were saying earlier about the patterns um, mm. that we see in people, that's so much like, oh, I read this, I heard this, I really heard what you said. And in our minds, we think, oh, I'm done. I'm free for life. I'll never feel this again. And we just have made all that up. So, but it is part of the learning. It's like, you have to kind of have that hump. I mean, you don't have to, but most of us do. So you have that hump and you, and then you get to be shown, oh no, no, you're still human. You're still going to feel stuff. And then you come back around the, uh, the other side of the spiral, you know, and then you're like, oh, and then it's like better than it was before because now you yeah. see kind of like your freak out Friday. It's like, oh yeah, I can feel this stuff and it doesn't really matter. And it's yeah. like, and we just keep living that yeah. and it that deepens. Was that was yeah. so huge for me, to see, for me personally to see that. And then it came back, you know, the story yeah. of that. And for me, I like what I'd seen was that all that had happened is that where I thought anxiety had vanished itself is actually all that had happened is I'd let go of needing it to be different. And then all that happened when it came back was for some reason I decided that it needed to be like I didn't want it there. So I just would be in massive resistance to experience again. Yeah. And like as long as I was like, oh, I'm not okay with the fact there's anxiety here, like then it would be held in place. But again, for me to see something new and different about it. Yeah. And I'd kind of relax about the whole thing. I'd stop resisting it. I'd see something new that would shift my relationship to it. And so it wasn't, and it doesn't ever go away. It's just that we don't care about it anymore. Yeah. But, then, and, but then come cycles of caring about it a lot. And as long as we care about it and need it to be gone in order to be okay, then we're going to keep experiencing it. But the greatest thing that I realized through that, only through that spiral was, oh, I thought, I thought my first, first big time of seeing that was like, I thought, my whole life was set up like, oh, I'm so glad I found the principles. I'm so over anxiety. It's never coming back. This is great. This is wonderful. But I didn't realize that in brackets at the end was, as long as it never comes back. <laughs> right. like I was right. like, no, this is wonderful. It's great. Let's, I hope it never comes back. And, and what coming around, coming around the spiral and seeing it again did for me was, was help me see that I didn't have to have those brackets on the end. Like, Oh no, it can come and go. Yeah. It, this is like, it can come and go. And, yeah. and I, and it, that was for me was freedom, the whole freedom from the anxiety thing. Once for me, freedom from anxiety isn't, isn't having it be gone. It's, it's being free with it there or not. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's sometimes 
takes people a little while to see because they get the, oh my God, it's gone. This is wonderful. I love this peace of mind. And then, and then they don't realize that they're like silently holding on to that. It better not ever come back because it's so dreadful. Yeah. And so they get, t- yeah. so they get knocked over by the fact that, that they might have an anxious experience again. And that's just something deeper to see. Isn't yeah. It? It's beautiful. I mean, it, it's, yeah. I, I think it, I think it's good when it happens that way. Honestly, yeah. like I love when it, and I, I tell people that I'm like, I love when it happens this way because you get to see, yeah, you're still human. You still have stuff bopping through and it really doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it just deepens, it deepens it. So we'll we become um, more graceful with it, don't we? We like we yeah. start we start to become more graceful with the human experience rather than resisting the human experience, which is where we are when we join this conversation. Like I'm anxious and I don't want to be. Yeah. To oh, I'm peaceful and I need to stay this way. Exactly. And so, that's yeah, being more graceful with all of it, isn't it? I guess. Like I don't think it ever feels free to be like, oh, yay, it's gone forever. Because I think deep down, we know that's not the case. Again, that yeah. doesn't mean you're going to have a massive panic attack again, you know, anytime soon. But it's like, it is, it's holding something at bay. It's not, it's so different than anything can show up and I know what it all is. It's, yeah. you know, like I'm here, wherever here is, as long as there's a here. Yeah. Yeah. So what other, um, that kind of a, is a good segue into some of like the obstacles, you know, some of the bigger things that we see people innocently kind of get in their own way or slow their progress or make themselves not quite as open. Um, one of them for sure is those invisible brackets, especially when they're invisible that, you know, yeah. they think it has to look this way in this timetable. Um, I don't know. What other ones do you see a lot? Of? Well, I guess the the, the work that we're up to, like, well, like, in a way, the, the anxiety itself is that busy, whirring mind. And that busy, whirring mind can sometimes make it really hard for people to hear in a way. So yeah. the very thing that they've come to us for is the very thing that means that they can't, can't hear what we're saying. Right. It's different. Like when I, when like if I go and speak to a business coach and I'm there because I want to learn more about business. Now, chances are I've got a lot on what's going on in my business. So it's probably harder for me to hear. Right. But my mind isn't necessarily racing at a million miles an hour. Yeah. Whereas when, when, when our clients come to us, that inevitably that's what's going on. That's why they're experiencing stress and suffering is because their minds are really racing. Yeah. And I used to, I used to see that as, as a, as a kind of getting in our own way, but actually I see, I've seen more and more recently that no, people can still be impacted anyway, even when they're, even when they're caught up in their worst panic attack, there's possibility for insight in any moment. It doesn't prevent you. And I used to have a whole set of thinking that set up, well, well, while my mind's busy and wearing, I won't hear anything. So I've got to quiet my own mind. And when, yeah. when will I do that? And how do I do that? And can I hurry up and do that? And I need to, how do I get it quiet? Because insight is impossible unless my mind is quiet. And so there was just the thought believed that insight is impossible in a busy mind. And yeah. I didn't tend to get many, but it, but it's, I kind of see something different about that now. I just yeah. see that, no, that's not a barrier. Yeah. That's not a barrier. I, I, the, you know, it's, a great, it's a great question. And what I see more and more is the things that I think are barriers, they're not barriers. That's just my thinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I guess, I don't know. But that is, that is one, you know, I mean, I, I, 
I've said that to many people and just seen so much sort of fall away when they're in that like, well, how is this going to work for me? Because I'm so busy and I can't hear anything. And then when you're like, no, it doesn't really matter. You can hear things, yeah. you know, I always say like, if, you know, that whatever this, if it's this true, it can get through you worrying about not being able to hear it. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it's like, like we're talking about the intelligence that like spins the planet. Like, I think it can give you an insight if it really wanted to, you know, don't worry about it so much. And and that in a way kind of ties into, it's probably, it's all the same thing, but like another one where it's like, um, it's another way that people are, are taking their thinking really seriously where it's just, there's this focus so much, understandably, on just what we see and feel. And that's one thing that I think keeps deepening for me over the years. It's just super fun. It's like, man, this physical world, this physical experience, this psychological experience, it's really cool, but it's kind of just like props, you know, like there's, it just feels like it's like 0.1% of like this gigantic hidden world behind it. You know, it's just almost like a fantasy book. It's like, oh, you're focused on this one tiny little thing. We all are. Yeah. It and feel it. But to start to kind of steer someone toward the invisible. And that's what you said earlier about just pointing in that direction. But but that, it's not really an obstacle. But again, you know, when you're in anxiety, it is kind of part of what we're up against is like what we're feeling is so big and attention grabbing that it can be a fun challenge sometimes to be like, yes, I know you feel this, yet that's just your brain and that's just yeah. your body. And let's see if we can look over here. Yeah, I love that when you were you saying about that, it reminds me, I can't remember where I read it somewhere, that when someone was describing bumping into the principles and they talked about yeah there's this there's this hidden realm in our experience that realm I love that word it's so big but it's like there's this there's this hidden realm of our whole experience that we never for me before I bumped into this like it was like no idea it was like a closed door in my room right it's like I didn't even know there was a door there it was like one of those invisible doors yeah but I didn't even know there was a door there with this and so everything was in my front room, like that, that this is life. This is what it's about. My thinking, my feeling, my experience, my physical body, my, my kids, my friends, my, like my life. This is, this is the stuff of life. This is what life is. With no idea of this hidden realm of the spiritual nature of who we all really are, like the thing that's creating the experience in the front room. Like no idea that was even there. Even no understanding of the fact that was there, like probably countless times had fallen into it, right? Yeah. But, but with no awareness, no understanding, no appreciation for it. And that, I guess, is what kind of what you're saying is that when people start to get an appreciation, hey, you know there's the rest of the house. Hey, you know there's something in there. It's really quiet out there. And if people can get a sense of that, enough to get an appreciation for it, to have a respect for it, to have less respect for the noise and the cacophony and the chaos of the front room and, and go, what? What do you mean this? What do you mean the rest of the house? Yeah. Just mean? knowing that it's there. Exactly. Yeah. That does everything. And, you know, and it, and as people who talk with these people every day, like it, 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 brings up so much compassion and patience and understanding because when all you see is that front room, of course you're doing everything you can to make that better, you know? And so it's almost like in some ways, like pointing to that huge invisible, like what's beyond all that is, um, they can't always hear it right away, but you know, that's where the leverage is. That's 
for us, like that's where our job gets easy. <laughs> so yeah. we're never going to just like help them, you know, rearrange the furniture in the front room. Like, no, even if though that's what you're begging me for right now, yeah. I'm telling you, it's better for all of us if we look yeah. here. And, um, <laughs> but it is so understanding. It's like, it's so understandable. Yeah. Like, of course, of course you think this has to change and this thing in your life. And because that's all we see. And it's just a really cool thing, you know, yeah. that we get to see to see them open up to more. And just on that note as well, I guess one of the things that I get, and I was, you know, as we're recording this, I was just about, I was just reading through some of the Facebook comments for the Q&A call I'm running tonight, where I'm asking people, like, what do they want to know more about? And, and for some reason, you know, it seems to be on a theme, but tonight the theme is like, yeah, but my anxiety is different. So how does this apply to um, health anxiety? I'm not sure my, like, but I have a real problem. Like my sister really is mean to me. Right. Or I, mine is different because I feel anxious all of the time and and it's not caused by anything. So I don't understand how this applies to me. And I think, I think we're so used to looking at what's different about us. We're trained like, yeah, but I'm abnormal. I, Mm -hmm. my thing is like, I know it's stupid, but it's spiders. You know, I can't go near spiders or I know it's, it's just my boss at work. It's, yeah. it's just this one thing where I'm really unusual and I'm different to everybody else. I'm operating differently. That's why I'm a bit broken. And that's kind of the understanding that we're conditioned into, right? So com- again, completely understandable. But what we're pointing to, the beauty of that we're pointing to is no, what we're looking at is how we're all the same. And that how you, the insights you get will be unique and perfect and show up in a way that's totally built for you. But what's creating anxiety, what's creating our experience, the fact of the rest of the house, the fact that the answer isn't in the front room, that's the same for all of us. And I think that sometimes is a tricky thing for people to get to see that, no, we are all the same. Yeah. We are all the same. And, and that, we are all the same in a rest of the house, totally connected way. But no, we, we, every human f- like is designed the same way. Like we feel our thinking, we believe our thinking. When we believe our thinking, we can sometimes freak ourselves out and then we feel scared that no matter what. Yeah. And there's something about that, that thinking, no, mine is different. So what she's teaching doesn't apply to me is a way we can take ourselves out of the game. Yeah. I mean, we just have been so pointed toward our psychology and our psychology is like, you know, it's, com- it's complex. And so we look there and, and then like your psychology and my psychology, but even our psychology is not that complex, but like we just, <laughs> you know, we're just, yeah, I think it's exactly like we're just conditioned and pointed toward all these separations, but yeah. it's you know, it's pretty cool to see that fall away relatively quickly when someone gets, oh no, there's a whole other place to look. There's another realm. Yeah. 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 In the hidden yeah. realm. The hidden realm. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for this conversation, Nicola. It's been really fun. You're welcome. One of my favorite things to talk about. So yeah, me too. Cool. Thank you. Thanks. I wrote a book in 2012 as I was first coming across this new paradigm. It's called Being Human. Being Human is full of short stories about how human life works from the inside out, how we're well already, but for our thinking. It's full of stories about my kids back when they were babies and toddlers, and what they showed me about our default settings, how things went before our thinking mind stepped in and tried to run everything for us. 
I'm giving away the PDF of Being Human for free at dramyjohnson.com slash beinghuman. So go over there and grab yourself a free copy. If you already have the book, maybe send someone you like there so they can catch a glimpse of this amazing paradigm for themselves. It's at dramyjohnson.com slash beinghuman. I'm also doing a weekend workshop with four very good friends of mine in Santa Monica, California, July 19th through 21st. We're calling it Mid-Year Reset and Refresh. It's an opportunity to hear from five experts sharing about relationships, habits, health and vitality, and work and purpose, all through the lens of this new paradigm. You can see more about the event at barbarapatterson.com slash reset. The link is in the show notes, and we would love to see you there.